I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. This is episode 102 on the Get Married podcast. And today we are chatting all things anxiety with Johnny Yang. It's awesome. AKA the Merrymaker Sisters, AKA the Marys. So are you ready? Let's get married. We are so super duper excited for today's podcast because we're talking to the epic, the amazing Johnny Yang. <laughs> Woohoo! He is an acupuncturist. But he pretty much saved me, full stop, pretty much. Saved me from maybe like my own head talk, my own anxiety, depression. Um, I kind of like, like when I tell people like, I'm like, he, he kind of like coached me out of my breakup, like breakup coached me. And that's what you did, Johnny. <laughs> yes, you were going into cardiac arrest and we had to pull out the uh, emergency sort of defib. defibs and while we're in the room and <laughs> clear. <laughs> but like, it's opposite, but, isn't it? <laughs> but that like, like, I don't know. I was in such a bad space. Like, I can't, I was a mess. I was just a mess when I went and like booked in to see you about my foot. And then we ended up just talking all about my breakup and like just all my issues. (laughs) I was there. (laughs) Well, yes, you were there as like you, you were there through the breakup because you had to put up with me. (laughs) So I'm very grateful for Johnny as well. (laughs) But um, I think like through this whole breakup thing, what I had never really experienced before was like anxiety and like I don't think I was like depressed but like I was very, 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 very sad and like I don't think I've ever been that sad. So that's why we wanted to jump on the podcast to talk about anxiety and depression because I know so many people, I don't know what the right word is, do you say suffer or do you say have it or do you have to deal with it on a daily basis? I, I think you probably use the word suffer because mm. um, it's 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 suffer and habit. But when you recognise your suffering, that's when you can change the habit. Because mm. generally, we don't really notice our habits, right? Um, like this morning, I was talking to a good friend of mine, and she's loving work. She's really busy, but then she noticed she'll just get her food out, and all the food would be gone. And she's like, "Did I just eat that?" <laughs> Wow. And you're going, okay, she's in a habit. Yeah. And then generally she'll know later on when those are little signs for her to start breaking down a bit later on. So mm. it, it's, I think self, both words are good, but probably putting them into priority and you've got to recognise you're suffering first mm. to change the habit. And That's true, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of never ending, isn't it? Wow. I never thought about that because it was like I identified straight away. I was like, whoa, like this is bad. Like I am not good, suffering, da 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 
and it's like took action. So yay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, which is like I think that's the biggest thing is like that you actually did take action. But the funny thing was is that like I was firstly I was dealing with it by just exercising, exercise, exercise, exercise. Then I hurt my foot. Then I booked in with you and I was like, that's just the divine, isn't it? Like like it just led me to you. <laughs> She couldn't walk anymore. So she was trying to cover it all up just by going to Pilates. She's like, I'm just going to go to Pilates and get super fit. That's how I'm going to deal with this. And then one day she just couldn't walk. And I was like, oh, my God, now what are we going to do? Like, because she couldn't Pilates. <laughs> I couldn't Pilates, yeah. Oh, God. Um, But, like, what? So you, you put on your Facebook page. Yeah, I did put on my Facebook page, like, does anyone have questions about anxiety and depression? And, like, it went off kind of, like, went so viral. Many- <laughs> there was a lot. So I was many. actually reading it again oh, this morning. Cool. And it reminded me of um one of them was what is it? Ex extent yeah. extensional dread. Yeah. Or, I was like, what does that word mean? Ex- you know what what does I that mean? It's got something to do with existence. Yeah. And apparently it's more about dreading I guess the world becoming to the end, dreading the worst possible scenarios oh. and it cre- creates more anxiety. I see. I, I used to do that as a kid. Yeah, same. I used to do it too. Like I would um like in a car if we were driving behind one a car with like a truck with logs in it, I'd always imagine them falling out on us. Like as a child, I remember it's doing like, that. Um, <laughs> what is that that movie? Final Destination. That's Final Destination stuff. I know. How um, awful. But I used to like when I I'd wake up and have bad dreams and I'd be like, I'm gonna die. Like I'm gonna die. It's Mom, not funny. I don't wanna die. Like I like I would be like six years old and wake up crying and I still do that. Like sometimes I'll like be like trying to get to sleep or just like lying and I'll be like, what is it going to be like to be dead? And I'll be like, oh, I don't want to die. Like mm. I get really freaked out. <laughs> so how do you um get, how do you break yourself out of it now well, as an adult? Yeah. Because well, you're not six years yeah, old Yeah, I know. Anymore. Well, now I'm just like, Carla, don't think about that. Don't think about dying. And then I think yoga's really helped me like with through that and hearing how like they believe that death isn't really like it doesn't really exist. It's just you move on, you move on to a different kind of place or wherever. And I think that's kind of just like calming. Mm. It's like, okay, that makes sense. And like and learning more about how like we really aren't this body. Like if I close my eyes, like I'm not I, I'm not like this body. I'm mm. more. Okay. So yeah. it's like, okay, well I'm more than this. <laughs> No. So it means that if this body dies, then whatever is inside me that was more than this must go somewhere. Yeah. And then that's the big question, isn't it? Where does, Where it, does go? it go? <laughs> well, it's a mystery. I, I think there's a real spiritual side of me which goes, yeah, that's a nice thought and uh, placebo effect. It helps me go, yep, mm. there's something after when we die. Yeah. But then there's a real science side of me going, yeah. no you're deteriorating, we're yeah. going to die, and yeah. it's real. And uh, I say that because we can either be ignorant to it mm-hmm. or we can start to understand the belief designed behind that. Mm-hmm. So if we work out, um, this comes from the psychologist next door to us, Natalie Turvey. She says, if you can work out what's the worst that can happen, mm. so if if it's ex-intentional or I can't even say the word. Yeah, I know that word. Um, The dread is basically going, okay, what's the worst that can happen? And it's death. Mm -hmm. If we're going to – if we're dreading dying, we've got to learn to be proactive to living 
Yeah. Otherwise, this fear of death will just keep rising yeah. and rising and rising. That's so true. And it's like the whole live. Yeah. You just skip the whole living part yeah. because just so you're living in such fear of dying that you forget to actually enjoy your life, and that's like the purpose of life, really, isn't it? I don't totally. know. Totally. Well, you think about it from like uh, when you were six years old. You, you, when you were six, you started to probably think about everything about death. You'd wake up, cry, what's the point of living? Oh my God, mum's going to die, everyone's going to die. Yeah, yeah. That's um, I, but yeah, I remember I thinking that. Die. Yeah, and then as we get older, um, you know, high school comes in, boys, makeup, this and stuff. So we've got more things to hold our attention, right? Yeah. So then all of a sudden, we're not so much probably thinking about death and then yeah. as we grow a bit older we get more responsibilities and you could say life distracts you a little bit yeah you know? and then um till someone dies mm. you know someone dies around you and you're like holy shit it's real you know yeah and then we learn more concepts such as maybe there's life in the uh, you know when we die we go into somewhere else um which helps your mind settle but if you come back to the real simplicity of what you said to your six-year-old child, just don't think about it. Yeah. yeah. That's kind of like the first steps to breaking that habit and being proactive to living. Yeah. yeah. Otherwise, you start thinking about it and you're going to – it just goes into – Yeah. Holy shit, what's the point of living? Yeah. Yeah. And that's kind of like – and like the, a perfect example like of like everything you get anxious about is because you're like – going over and over and over in your head, like just thinking and thinking about it. And I think that's how I felt anxious because I was thinking about this stuff over the – like just like constantly. And I was like, I just need to stop bloody thinking about it or like like flip <laughs> so my thoughts. So what exactly is the – like what's anxiety? Well, it's – um, I think anxiety is – it's future thoughts, yeah, mm. and it's stimulated from uh, a core emotion of fear. Mm-hmm. So um, the core emotion of fear is basically of the unknown, mm-hmm. and it's going to create tension in the body. On uh, what is it like an anatomy point of view? You guys are doing anatomy mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, I don't. I think you're learning bones, but do you have you learned the nervous system stuff? Yeah, we only touched only on touch, it, touch, like okay. literally. 20 minutes. <laughs> so, well, you got you got two things that um, – two nervous systems in the body. Central nervous system, which is basically the brain connecting to the spine. Mm-hmm. Cairo is a phenomenal mm-hmm. – they adjust you. They get that flow of kundalini energy mm-hmm. yeah. or so on back into the body. Then there's the other system, which is called the autonomic nervous system. And the autonomic nervous system is basically does everything automatic in your body. Mm-hmm. And it's got one – it's got two key tasks. It controls your – survival mechanism and your relaxation mechanism so sometimes if you're in survival mode like break up run survive holy shit don't think about it keep running running yeah. running does that just make it explicit too it's no it's fine we put e's on all of our yeah, episodes and e on everything <laughs> explicit 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 sorry we said shit okay so yeah you can swear it's like you are allowed okay. so basically we're in this survival mode and then when you go to sleep You've got to work yourself out of this survival mode to go into this relaxation mode. Yeah, except I wasn't bloody sleeping. Yeah, well, your oh. body couldn't relax this Yeah. Sleep. And then sometimes you... Oh. <laughs> it was awful. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, uh, well, you know, if... For those that can sleep... Yeah. Like yourself... I can sleep. You go... You fall into sleep, but because you're in that survival mechanism, 
you, your body won't organically or naturally switch on its pathways to relaxation. Mm-hmm. So this autonomic nervous system is kind of what I believe is chi, prana, mm-hmm. energy mm-hmm. in the body. So if all your energy is being utilized for running, mm-hmm. achieving, doing, even to the mental energy of thinking, mm-hmm. um, we need to start channeling and teaching the body to relax and switch on those pathways of relaxation. This is the sympathetic <laughs> and the parasympathetic yeah. nervous system. Yeah, yeah. 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 Great. Great. Nice. So we did learn that and we learned how that there's this, I guess you call it um, epidemic um. of like people living sympathetic dominance yeah because like we're always just like switched on like we're checking emails we're we're doing this we're doing that we've got to go pick up the kids we've got to go do the grocery we've got to do that we've got to do this okay now we're gonna cook dinner oh shit now i'm not sleeping oh bugger i can't sleep i can't sleep i can't sleep why can't i sleep and so it's like that and just like stress 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 yeah well and you know the 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 interesting thing is the great yogic vedas they mm-hmm. knew about this and they called it the idala mm-hmm. and pingala so basically, you know, have you ever seen the, um, uh, what is it, the medical sign and it's got, I think it's like a sword or something and it's got the snake swimming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's Idilo and Pingala. Oh. So they say that wow. that that one meridian, which is the spine, yeah. you could say that's related to the central nervous system. You know, if the central nervous system's in check, it, it, your body will naturally be able to relax yes. and naturally be able to go into – Fight, flight, sympathetic. Mm-hmm. You know, so wow. wow. So, and that's why, like, stuff like acupuncture yeah. helps totally because yeah. that is tapping into the meridi- the meridians. Yeah. Like the little the yeah. needles go in. It's doing I'm, something. So- <laughs> I don't know what. It still surprises me every day, but it's doing something. It's magic. It's magic. Because um, so when you do acupuncture, is it or it's going into like the fascia? Is yep. that what it's going into? Yeah, and nice. so fascia is two-thirds water. So is that why they call it the water lines? Like that's yeah. why it's the meridians? Well, you know, the, the, the most interesting thing about acupuncture is you're, you're hitting the exterior, so the skin. Mm-hmm. Then you go into the skin. Mm-hmm. Then you actually go into the, the, the cells. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you're hitting like these three levels. And if we just keep it in simplicity, we're, we're hitting – the nervous system so you can relax the body mm-hmm. we can we're also hitting we're getting blood we're hitting the fascia so basically once fascia gets a bit tight the muscles and the fiber break up and mm. then causes these things knots and so on mm-hmm. and then it gets goes right down to the cell so you could say on a um on a research base they've shown that acupuncture when it stimulates the cells it sends your brain starts to release different hormones to cause an effect Wow, um, so but then cool. on a blood side of things, yeah, you're right. Our, our, our what is it? The blood plasma is eighty uh, percent water. Yeah. So then I like to just think acupuncture is conducting energy. You know, if you use metal, steel, and then you're eighty percent water, you put these little steel little pods around the body. It starts to create this flow. Yeah. Unless you're scared of needles. That's so cool. <laughs> That's because, so cool. Which we got to work through. And because if it's hitting. Like I only learned this this week, but if you manipulate like one cell, it's affecting like all the cells. Like that's what like that's what our teacher, whatever her name was, what was her name, Erin, she's talking about this. How like you if you affect one cell, everything else 
I can't even remember that like, bit. It's like <laughs> affect somehow. Like it might be the tiniest bit, but if you do like this, like even if you like move your arm, yeah. then like you know your hip is also doing something, and your your foot might even be doing something. And I'm like, oh, that's fascinating. So that's why like <laughs> everything's connected. And then not, it, and not if you have anxiety, and then you're like, oh my god, what am I doing to those other cells? <laughs> and then you've got OCD, and you're like, okay, I just moved that cell. Shit. I've got to catch up for moving this cell. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. You're like, all oh, my cells are dying. Everybody, I'm depressed. Don't listen to that, what I just said. You no, no, you're totally right. It's like that um, we text the, what is it, the anxiety. You put up that post of anxiety. Yeah. And you could say that was one cell. Yeah. And then this universal organism yeah. of Facebook goes. Yeah. You know, How true. So, yeah, that's so true. So, like, I think um, with anxiety and depression, like right right now, most of the world, most of the world, I don't know, a lot of the world, a lot of people believe like you take a pill and you fix your anxiety and depression. Mm. Like I know we don't, be- like I'm very much like, you know, there's other ways to deal with it. Yeah. But I know lots of people will just like listen to their doctor and be like, yes, I'm going to take the meds. And I know like there's probably a time and place for that. But I also kind of believe that maybe some people – maybe don't even need to be on those meds because I know like back in the day when I had really bad PMS and went to the doctor, she was like, take these antidepressants. Mm. And I took them and was numb. Like I was like a zombie and I was like, shit, I'm never taking them again. Yeah. So like what, like do you see that as like an issue? And like, I don't know, do you treat people who are trying to get off meds? Um, it's It's quite interesting. Like when I first started natural health, you you start going medicine's the demon you're like oh my god stay off those things but then you start to realize fighting against something like that is it's you're being just like the pharmaceutical companies i guess so it's really how do you work with them love that um there's times when people come in and i i see them and i they don't have the concentration span like a lot of uh post-traumatic stress syndrome for example Mm. And, and there's moments where i actually sort of go well, this person needs a little bit of medication to help them relax mm. and be supported. Mm-hmm. But without the right uh, care, so natural care is like exercising, staying mm. off, uh, getting concentration pathways, eating well, having good support mechanisms in place, getting rid of the things that are causing more anxiety, um, the medication will just be a mask. Mm. You know? and, and the other problem you know it's not really a problem but generally most doctors will say for medication if you're feeling side effects the medication's working so it's a trade-off what would you prefer the this anxiety this extensional trade-off i'll learn that word (laughs) yeah (laughs) no i'm not even trying um basically you know would you prefer to have that anxiety or this numbness yeah And, and i think in cases like if your anxiety was you're prepared to you know, go down, neck yourself, yeah. throw everything away. You go, yeah. what's better? Yeah, you know, so maybe true. Maybe the medication is better. So I think it, it needs to be evaluated a lot better. Yeah. Um, people's education have to be more important because you, you know yourself, like if you're not feeling well, if you're going to do not so good to yourself or not so good to others mm. and – you know, it's worse when you don't know you're not doing not so good to others. Mm. Maybe you you've got to get the right people in place. So mm, it's yeah. like I'm I'm sort of I'm not I'm I'm totally in the middle on that question yeah. because I've helped a lot of people 
that take antidepressants or anti-anxieties, get them out of that stage. Yeah. We teach them the mechanisms of how to uh, find a stable life and then later on down the track we get them off. Mm -hmm. Or there's other times where people want to get off and we go – yeah, let's get these things into place and then we get them off. Yeah. And there's other times where you don't even have to go down that path. Like you can just work the gut, get stability. Yeah. And it's totally fine. Like Bianca, our naturopath's got yeah. a really good gut protocol. And say for you, like we did it and in three or four sessions, we yeah. didn't need to go down that path. Yeah. So it's like a um, you got to treat everyone in terms of what's happening in social life mm-hmm. you know um what's the what what the severity of their anxiety is what the uh, the severity of their depression may be mm-hmm. um what their quality of homes like mm-hmm. what where they are in stages of their life like mm-hmm. you know they might be in their 20s studying medicine super depressed highly anxious yeah. you know they got no money yeah How, what do you do like you can't yeah. treat them so how do you actually yeah everyone's so different and um and it is such a like it's like a whole super holistic approach like yeah like yes it's the gut yes it's your physical activity and your and your diet and um your living situation your family situation like it's everything and i think that's where i guess the medical stuff gets missed that they don't actually look at all of that and that's when that's kind of when it you you the next step is like looking at everything and dealing with all the kind of, um, I don't know, things that impact you and yeah. I- and create your anxiety and depression. Yeah, well, I guess because And most it's a medicine, process. It's yeah. not just going to be a quick fix like a pill. Like yeah. it'll be a process. Because most medicine is Definitely. like, okay, we'll fix this with a pill but we won't look at anything else. Whereas you're like, okay, yeah, you might need the pill but let's look at everything else as well. Like let's yeah. be like, okay, let's make changes in this relationship or this home life situation or whatever. Yeah. Or if we come back to the beginning, you just got to recognize your suffering. Yeah. And then the word suffering doesn't have to mean, I don't know, like, oh, I was going to say Jesus Christ. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> it's like you said it. <laughs> I was going to say this. Oh, wait, you said it. <laughs> it doesn't have to mean you're like uh, being tortured that yeah. way. Yeah. It just has to realize things aren't working. Yeah. yeah. And, and so if you can have a self-awareness of what's going on in your life, like, this morning I was driving here and halfway here I felt this little butterfly in my stomach and I was like, oh, here's the, <laughs> here's the anxiety coming up, you know. <laughs> and then so while I'm driving I'm going, oh, the butterflies. And then I was like going, okay, if I, I did talk to myself and went, oh, what time should I have been here? Because our appointment was 10.30 <laughs> I was like, should I be here quarter past? It's quarter past now. <laughs> you know? So I'm driving there. And then, uh, and, then, and then the next step goes, oh, I really should have worked out, you know, what time was better. And then, and then my mind went, oh, it's a podcast, so we're probably not to schedule unless it's live. <laughs> <laughs> and then after like this 30 seconds of thinking, I'm like, holy shit, I'm driving. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my so, God, yes. And I come back and just went back to my method of getting present again, which is focusing on breathing out. Yeah, you do that in acupuncture. Yeah. And, and that was all like, so it was like quite interesting that I'm coming to talk about an anxiety talk. And then I just felt my own anxiety arise, which is um, my self-awareness. And this yeah. is how I've learned how to not be anxious. Yeah. And, and in the past, I would have 
spend hours, countless hours preparing for this. Yeah. And going, okay, what do we talk about? What do we do? Yeah, 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 yeah. And then um, I've learned now you've just got to relax into it. Yeah. Totally. And let it come out. Yeah. yeah. You, you guys get Oh, that. yeah. <laughs> so, but I mean, that's where the magic happens too. Like, yeah. Like, it's, it is funny. And I think, it, like, for someone who, like, is for us like a podcast now is just like yeah easy but like for people who like it might be their first second third interview or whatever like it is it's like what's a podcast like, and then other and, stuff will get really anxious and then, yeah about. i'll be like oh my god we're gonna do this and then other people will be like that's really easy and i'm like no it's not like i've never done it before like blah 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 i'm talking to myself and <laughs> saying how hard it is but how funny like people we like we'd go through those situations every day what time should have i been there is the traffic going to be bad is this going to happen like and we're just like it just happens like it's automatically. It's like internal speak. Dialogue. Just like going and going and going. Totally, the dialogue. Yeah, yeah, and that's why like meditation, yoga and like being present mindfulness helps all of that, doesn't it? Well, it's a growing um, – we could say it's an epidemic because it's getting worse. Mm. You know, it's a growing epidemic but it's always been around. Yeah. Anxiety and depression but more so anxiety. And um, what is it? The, the, the thing is is – the world's moving so fast that you could today, and we've got so much um, what are you, access to the world. Mm-hmm. You can read up about uh, Buddhism mm-hmm. and all the types of Buddhism. You can read up about Christianity, mm. and, and, and like I love that movie, The Life of Pi, because he was you know a Buddhist, a Christian, and a Muslim. Yeah, <laughs> all, I love all that in movie. one day. You know? I haven't yeah. seen that so, movie. It's a good movie. I have to watch it. So, so I think the part of the issue is is our mind. And our thoughts can be so easily, um, what do you call it, fulfilled, mm-hmm. I guess, through information. But what people don't understand is we can get addicted to fulfilling those thoughts. Mm. So, um, you know, the the brain chemicals in the body, which is uh, the satisfaction pathway, which is called dopamine. Yes. You know, so I'm driving along and I, all I just feel is this tummy. And then my dopamine, my my dialogue goes, oh, is it because I'm being late? So I'm trying to solve my anxiety in my own head. But, you know, I solved it in three sentences. Mm. But the issue is, is really that was just my satisfaction pathways of ending it when I really needed to just feel it and just start yeah. breathing. Mm-hmm. But so I was like three three sentences too far into my mind. Yeah. But some people get Hours, hours, countless, yeah. yeah, forever, days, years, and, and yeah. that's dangerous because we can't overdose on our thoughts. Wow, wow, whoa! Till you're seventy or eighty, and you know, you, Alzheimer's and dementia yeah. comes in, and that's brain cognitive function is huge. So this mental, this unseen mental illness is becoming a big epidemic, yeah. and we can't. You can only self reflect. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that Gosh. like now we have a because like <laughs> anxiety? Do we always have a name for it, or what, do people just go through it? We didn't really like. We kind of just like didn't really think it was a thing. But now that there's like this label and we understand it more, is that also why? Because people can be like, "Oh, I know what that is. That's anxiety. So I'm suffering from it." Yep. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's it's a good question. I think it's um things are more commonly spoken about yeah. now. Mm. Anxiety. Um, Look, sometimes when you break it down, nitty gritty, what is anxiety to someone? Um, but if you read up the medical terms of anxiety, there's generalized anxiety, which is worrying. You know, mm. so if you worry more than, then that was one of the uh, messages too. If you worry more than six months consistently, mm. you've got generalized anxiety. Wow. And I'm like, 
Shit, I was worrying for like 25 years. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm worrying about like can this be like all different things? Anything, like just worrying yeah, about whatever. Just worrying. And, well, yeah. and you worry like. Maybe I have anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> well, like you do, you sure. worry. Remember like in like. <laughs> what are you worrying about? I'm always worrying. <laughs> I know. I feel like it's just a thing that we all do. Like. A war- but I guess it's like being now, it's like bringing that awareness to it and being like, actually, this worry is not serving yeah. me at all. Really? That's kind of how I Especially deal with Especially when you're worrying about like stuff that isn't even real. It's not existing. Like futures that like you don't even know what Most is going to happen. My worries were not like definitely not real. Like it was just like I was just worrying because I was worrying. <laughs> and that's like what or, you – Also, I wanted to um, – I wanted to know the outcome and I think – I think when we're so attached to an outcome, then we worry that we're not going to get to that outcome. So that's something that I've been practicing with, like detachment of like the mm. outcome. Because like if I am not attached to it, then if I don't get it, I don't get it and I'll be somewhere else and that's okay. Yeah. Well, that's where the gold starts, especially in the yoga pathway and the mm. Zen pathways is you got to detach, but people forget that you got to focus at the same time. Yeah. So they, these two things are like yin and yang. You know, yeah, they're, so they're men and women. You got to merge them together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and you can't detach without focusing. Exactly. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was told at the beginning. Speak into the microphone. But but yeah, passionate. you to detach. You've got to focus. Yeah, and focus. You got to detach. Wow, on that side of things. Yeah, and because so you cool. still like, even though you're detached, doesn't mean that's just a, a free pass to to go through life and like without any passion or without showing up. But if you show up and you still like give it like passion and all you got, but the outcome. It doesn't really matter, which is such an interesting concept because it's like, why am I showing up? <laughs> what's totally. My, what's my goal? <laughs> you need that emotion. Well, you know, like if you, um, I don't know, let's just say tiling, <laughs> you know, the tiles on the ground, you know, you go there and you're, you're, you, you've got to clean up all the tiles and grout the tiles and stuff. And if it's, if you don't enjoy this, you know, yeah. are you going to show up and go, Wow, this is great. Yeah, yeah. And it's like if you're detached from the outcome, so if the outcome isn't going to bring you the joy of finishing, which it shouldn't because, like, that's what you're trying not to do. But if you don't love the act of titling, then why are you doing it? So you can see how quickly our um, our thought processes can quickly uh, take us away from yeah. being present. Yeah. Yeah, because I was just, like, so confused as well. I was just like, I don't know what you guys are talking about. <laughs> Me and Johnny are like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, why are we talking about tiling? <laughs> well, the first one, it, it is worry. So, and, and one of your... Um... Back to the worry. Back to the anxiety. Well, that's how quick we can move away I from know, it. I know, you're so tangent. true, gee. And um, I've got a handout that I could probably email to oh, you. Yeah. Yeah. And you could pass it on to yeah, your Yeah, totally. Oh, people love that. People and love handouts. Did we do the worry jar? You no. I? No, okay. What's a worry jar? All right, so this is... This is something that um, I, I think when you treat, and, and one thing that I've always done with people is I make sure that my attention and focus is with them. Mm. And, and I learned, re- I used to always say attention, very Gary V. Um, but then I realized actually attention can just be uh, multitask too, mm. right? Oh, cool. I've got the kettle on there. It's got my attention, mm-hmm. but I'm not paying attention to it. Mm. So I realized that. I give my 100% focus to my clients. Oh. So that 
time that I'm there with them, I ensure that you're here. So this this little worry, cool stuff comes out of that, you know, like, I don't know, you, you connect to creative people and so on and this interesting worry jar come out mm. and we can do this exercise and maybe other people would do it. At the yeah, same yeah, totally. Let's do it. <laughs> po- okay. Worry jar. So, so imagine, um, okay, there's a jar here and we've got, We've got the Mary Sisters jar, uh-huh. <laughs> then we've got Carla's and we've got Emma's jar. Yeah. Okay. okay. This is an invisible jar and for every time you've had a worrying thought in your life, you put $1 oh, God. in this jar. Oh, wow. How much is in this? How much is in your jar, Carla? Oh, I have so and much Emma. in my jar. <laughs> I Realistically, swear. Realistically, how much would be in that jar? All my whole life? Yeah. Worried so much my whole life. Like, how many days have I been alive? Trillions. <laughs> like a lot, because not just like trillions. Like so many worries every day for my whole life. Like even from primary school. Even yeah. like I can remember worrying about not being able to tell the time. Like I remember okay. worrying about that. What, what if we just use this year then? Okay. So many. <laughs> Maybe just. I would think that there'd be more. More in, in my jar. In Merrymakers than my own personal jar. Yeah. I worry a lot more. Oh. I worry more. Like my, a lot of my focus is on the business. So that would also say then your, de- you know, all businesses are like an ex- extract of you. Yeah. You know, extension of you. So then would say a lot of your listeners and followers would be worrying as well. Yeah. You know, because oh. that jar, your Merrymaker sisters is full of worry. Yeah. Oh. You know? And then we go, how much is in this jar? Like how many how many times have you actually worried and you throw one dollar in that jar? In the merrymaker jar, the yeah. business jar. I reckon I've worried more about my personal life this year. Yeah, I think you have. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying, yeah. I definitely have. Yeah. yeah. Well, in your personal life. Yeah. And, and and generally, if we okay, just this more just this morning, how many worrying thoughts have you guys had? Okay. Um. Probably three. three. Probably just a couple, not okay. very many. Cool. So in a day, if you worry just – and it's only, you know, 10, 10 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> 10, 11 a.m. Oh, my God. So if We've we, had three if, worries already. Yeah. So if you worry, you know, three times a day every single morning, you know, and then let's say then the rest of the day you worry another, you know, six times. Yeah. So six times, six times 356 – it's over it's a thousand. Like, <laughs> Should I yep. do the math? It's over and then, a thousand. And so just in your one jar, if we do six times 300. Six. Six thousand. Mm. Yeah, 60,000. Oh. So there'll be $60,000 just in this jar of average worrying. Yeah. So then you start to go, okay, um, how many times of those worrying thoughts, for every time a worrying thought comes true, you get one of these dollars back? Uh, never. Never. <laughs> So then, so then, with just these average worrying thoughts, just today, yeah. today, you know, there's a a zero in sixty thousand dollar chance that that worrying thought will come true. Wow! So this, to break anxiety, we need to have an awareness, and we have to put reasoning and logic to it. You know, and sixty thousand is really good for you guys. Mine was in the tr- millions. Most, <laughs> most of my clients have, you know, uh, quadrillions, you know, like yeah. you can buy a house on hedges. And yeah. really, sometimes when it does come true, it's like one in a hundred million times it could come, you know, odds. The odds so, are really low. So the real question is, is, would you bet on your worrying thoughts? 
would you back yourself? Oh my god, this is crazy. That is so interesting. So, so the first steps is to recognize when your worrying thoughts are um, un, they're not reasonable. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're not even real. But our our dopamine pathways, the satisfaction pathways in the brain, loves it. So then we get addicted to worrying. So mm. the moment you stop worrying, you're gonna feel bad. Oh, oh yeah, I've had that before. I've had that before. <laughs> like about business. Yeah, like, and I'd I'm be not, like, how come I'm not worried about this? How come I'm not like more like in or this person? And it's like um. Yeah. I f- you kind of get mixed up with it not caring about it, but totally. it's like I'm just not worrying about it. Yeah. I oh, still care. So oh, wow. So then what do we do? <laughs> <laughs> because it's like, so, so I'm feeling guilty now. So how do I get rid of that? What do you think we do? Self-awareness. <laughs> just focus on breathing. Well, what would you do? What would you tell your um, demographics? Would, what would you yeah. tell them to do? I'd focus on gratitude. Instead of So guilt. we'll just pass on the worrying thoughts to gratitude and we'll just get addicted to gratitude thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is that too harsh? <laughs> oh, <That's> shit. Too- <laughs> oh, my God. And Johnny. Um, what about our mindfulness? Mind. Sorry, sorry, that was... <laughs> <laughs> being mindful, mindful like being present yeah go to i'd go to yoga so and then the bigger question is is what is mindfulness you know so then when you're going to yoga are you driving to you preparing for mm. yoga going all right don't think about worry be gratitude thank you life you know mm. and then you go to yoga and then you get the teacher the teacher's called in sick and Yoga's closed. Ah. Uh, <laughs> and then you're like. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> you know, so you notice how like um, we, part of that uh, survival mechanism, we're looking outwards and into Externally. the future to something to solve the problem. Yeah. Ah. Wow. The real key to anxiety is it's fu- if your thoughts are future, you will never, ever be able to control the future. We don't know what the weather's going to do next yeah. week. You know, we don't know what the temperature will be like tonight. We can anticipate it mm. through technology and weather and it's like, okay, better rug up tonight. Mm-hmm. It's you know, going to be cold, All right? So, so time is now. So, yeah. So it's My- com- coming back to the present moment. So being, So it's kind of like so when we go into these anxious moments, this is I do this when I'm worrying. I'm like, hang on a second, like that's – not real for me right now. Like what's what's true for me right now? What's happening to me now? Whatever I'm worrying about isn't happening. Yeah. So it's fake. And then, well, then we go back to your, you know, at the beginning of the conversation, are you actually your body then? <laughs> it's like, oh, God, this, co- this is like. <laughs> <laughs> no. In, in da, da, da. What, what, what I found is. um. It, it's it's quite interesting. Like I really, I like Echo Toll. I don't follow it too oh, much yeah. of his stuff, but I listen yeah. to his stuff and I just go, it's super simple. Yeah. And like, but but I think what's happened is everyone's jumped on this mindfulness bandwagon. Yeah. And they've created this whole spin of mindfulness that people aren't mindful anymore. And and secondly, they use the wrong word for mindfulness. <laughs> you know, like it's like mindful. So are oh, you actually no. using your mind? To be full. What you is know, the right word then? I think um, focus, focus, self-awareness. Concentration. Attention. 
You know, mm. things that uh, you I, I don't know one person that could sit there and watch an amazing sunset and be going, so what am I going to do tomorrow? And yeah. uh, what, what about this? Wow. You know, they just look in awe of the sunset. Yeah, so true. So it's a natural ability we have, but mindfulness needs to be probably more reminded. Uh, it's a rem- reminder to be reconnect. Yeah. You can't learn it. We've yeah. got it. Yeah. You're not trying to pay attention to me. Yeah. Right? That's so it's so quite true. it's quite interesting how our anxiety, you know, if I go back to my, you know, or we all go back to when we're younger and mm. the teacher says, what's the question? And you're like, I know the answer. Oh, should I answer? You know, and we don't do it and we yeah. create these little habits of it. Yeah. So I think um, we've just overcomplicated things and our mind loves to solve. It loves to think. Yeah. Right? But in the end, when shit's falling apart, you can't really fix it. Mm-hmm. You know, and then you sort of say, hey, I just need to be present. I need to be – the time is now, mm-hmm. you know. It's always now. Yeah. <laughs> the practice is learning to be here yeah. and now and it never ends. Yeah. Yeah. You know, the moment <laughs> the moment you think you've got it. <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh. We're probably dead. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops. <laughs> this is so interesting. I know. It's like – I feel like it's – we it's all overcomplicate obs- everything. We overcomplicate everything. We overcomplicate neuro right now. It's good. It's so good. It's, and yeah, making me question stuff. It is so simple. Like, well, the thing is, is are you actually questioning yourself? Because right now, this is what I've found mindfulness to work really well. All my teachers have been very present human beings. Mm. So the moment you're in someone's presence and hold your attentions, and you're having a conversation. You know, from the visual to auditory to kinesthetic, how we're mm, feeling. Mm. You know, you could say, I'm holding your attention a bit. Mm-hmm. You know? But then the the bigger part is, is we've got to learn to how to we maintain our own attentiveness. Mm. How does our body feel? And the only way you can do that is you checking into your body. Yeah. yeah. What's happening? Am I breathing? Did I have, oh, I'm not yeah. breathing. Yeah. Oh, oh my chest is tight. You yeah. Know, so um, if your chest is tight and you take another big breath, it's not going to work. Mm. We've got to, you know, this is a big technique that I teach to all my clients yeah. about that out breath. You know, dolphins and whales, they're all, all the whales are coming through. But if you ever watch them, they blow through the blowhole. Yeah. And what are they blowing out? Yeah. Carbon dioxide. Yeah. And then they take a breath, go under. Wow. All this carbon dioxide builds up, they go up. Yeah, and so like I think part of the the thing is to answer your question, what do we do? We breathe. Yeah. But the issue is, is everyone's holding their breath. I'm breathing really <laughs> deep. Like, oh. we're we're not breathing out like a a dolphin or a whale would do. And then we just take another breath. Yeah. And so more carbon dioxide builds up, which is kind of like the fuel to anxiety. So breathing wow. is the key, but it's breathing out all that carbon dioxide buildup, which mm. is the tension. Because really, um, to get it even more simple, we take a breath in. We just took a whole heap of oxygen in. Normally what the, the body does is the heart pumps blood into the lungs. The lungs oxygenates the blood, moves it around the body. Mm-hmm. And then because I'm slowly breathing out by talking, if I just take another breath in, If you don't breathe this carbon dioxide out and just keep breathing mm. it in, 
before you know it, this carbon oxide is being circulating around in your body. Oh. So then we start getting more tension. Yeah. I'm making you guys tense. I know, I'm like, <laughs> oh. And then for those that have panic attacks, the first thing we're trying to do is, I can't breathe. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Breathe. So what we've got to do is learn to exhale. And we've got to learn to exhale in such a way that it clears all this carbon mm-hmm. oxide out of your body. <sighs> if you just Looks blow. So fun. It's really <laughs> Yeah, that's it. Feels it, so good. It does. It's like a balloon. And and when uh for your audience that's doing it, when you do it and, and worst case, do it like a you would blow the dolphin or the whale would actually mm. explode its blowhole. Yeah, yeah, like with like a four. You should kind of start thing. feeling quite lightheaded. Yeah, I yeah. felt lightheaded. I was like, is that normal? I don't <laughs> feel that one. good. Me too. I'm, I'm like, like, I'm woo. like, woo. It's <laughs> <laughs> good. And, and you go, yoga is becoming this phenomenal growing, um, oh, no, I don't know what, what you call it, sort of uh, yeah, exercise or yeah. sport mm. or whatever you want to call it. Um, it's, it's, it's actually going, you go in. You're breathing consistently yeah. for one hour. Shivers. When it's else so do you good. do that in life? Never. Never. <laughs> Not in well, – that's what we were talking about. We're like – so this is the whole thing. Like people are disconnected with themselves and that's like a whole big issue causing probably the cause behind anxiety a lot of the time, like this disconnection with your body and your everything. And Pilates and yoga, they're the exercises, the only exercises we've ever done that connect you to your breath. Maybe some of the weights because you do breathe, but not really. Not you really. hold your breath yeah. when you – but it's like I think that's why I love it because it's like this connection. Mm. And it like, feels so good when you breathe. What about when you get the teacher that you just don't feel connected to? Oh, yeah. What yeah. happens with your mind then? Sometimes the mind does go a little bit, but then I just come back to my breath and that's, that's the music. Like yeah. the breath is the – the thing I'm focusing on. So you've learned one pathway of mindfulness that works yeah. for you. Yeah. You know, and that's basically, you know, how you, you share it through your experiences because we're, we're, we're creatures of habits, but we've also learned through the grandparents and so on teaching mm-hmm. people mm. um, around, I guess, the campfires. And so yeah. This mm. is a Mark Togney story. But, you know, by teaching and sharing stories, we learn from – how to resolve things. Yeah. Totally. Well, it's like even in like business masterminds, everyone has problems and then you're like, no, your problem's been solved. You just need to ask someone else. Like someone else has always had this problem and you think you're the only one who has it, but it's not like it's been solved a thousand times. You just need to like ask somebody else who's been through it. Seek guidance. Yeah. Or look within as well. Listen to the story. So that's probably a good thing. Like um, when you are for your audience that's sort of recognized, yep, I'm suffering. Mm, And, and, you know, if you're listening, hopefully you can take something away. If you're listening, hopefully you can take something away from this. Totally. And then it's only just going to make your life better because you're going to recognize the things that are the habitual habits that you have that are hindering your life. Like you just talked about worry. And I think it's like, so like the first step, the first step is that self-awareness and like, yes, I'm all for self-awareness, but then it's like doing something about it. If you believe it does not serve you, because I think I've met a lot of people who are like, I'm self-aware that I do this and then they just live it. 
Yeah. And I can see it that I'm like, I don't think this is serving you in any – like it's not – like mm. it's just like they're doing well, it's it. it's almost like being like, oh, I am I am like – like use me as an example. I'm self-aware that like I am a bitch to her. And then like if I – and I, I never used to do anything about it. Like I was just keep being a bitch. I was like, just me. It's just me. It's like, well, actually like I don't have to be a bitch. Like I'm choosing to be a bitch yeah. and I don't want to be that person. So that now I'm like not a bitch. Good job. <laughs> but only because I changed my behaviour and because I stopped like saying stuff without thinking about it or just I, I stopped just reacting. Mm. And that's what I would do. I'd just react and I'd just be like, rah. Yeah. And obviously, like, I did some work on myself. It wasn't just, like, boom, magic, I stopped reacting. Like, yeah. it was a process. But I, I didn't just keep being a bitch by being – even though I was aware I was being a bitch. Yep. I didn't just keep being a bitch. Yeah. And then what you did – and then what Johnny helped me with was – so I was self-aware that I was not in a good place, like, mm. super anxious, like, got, like, not dealing with it. And you helped me realise that actually – what was the main cause of this was like this fear, this underlying fear of like being alone. Mm. And it was like, oh, like that's why it's not because of this X, Y, Z, why I'm feeling anxious. It's because I have this deep fear of being alone. And it was like, oh, actually I'm not really alone, am I? Because I'm surrounded by love. A lot of the time like people's, like for Emery example, she thought it was one thing but then like you figured out helped her figure out it was like a bigger thing Mm. like how can people like go into that well i don't know if it's a a bigger thing (laughs) it's actually a smaller thing yeah (laughs) oh true a different thing a different thing thing than what she thought well yeah because um we got to the core yeah the core and and if you can get to the core it's like building a house you know if the foundations aren't Mm, done properly the whole you keep fixing the roof it's not going to yeah. work we've got to get to the core and the best thing that's the best thing about human psychology is um you don't have to like shed all this weight etc to get the mind good you just need insight so mm. your insight was hey i'm being a total bitch to my sister mm. but i shouldn't i mm. love her mm. you know yeah. you know and, and and so sometimes what happens is um when we start dealing with the depressive pathways, that's more like when you know you're doing it mm. but you're stuck in it. Mm. Yeah. You know? But anxiety seems to feed those pathways. Right? Mm. And, and, and so sometimes people through a little bit of um, fear, the fear will eventually become remorse. So say um, fear of fitting in, mm. um, fear of uh, not being getting her approval you know? mm. and so on all these little things you grow up with the only way you've learned to deal with it through your anxiety pathways is be a bit of a bitch mm. you know mm. and then and then eventually for some that haven't been so self-aware they might go through a little bit of life like they go through some remorse they fall apart they break down they realize how much of a bitch they've been oh, and yeah. then that's that's really powerful if you can get there yeah but on a natural state that simple insight of wow i'm being a bitch you know is was enough for you yeah and then learning recognizing that's the suffering for you and her that you guys started to change your habits mm. you know wow that's so cool. That's so so bloody cool, isn't it? Um, the mind. <laughs> amazing. What about like 
I reckon like there's so many people out there and like I've done it before, totally, like where you get to this state and you're like self-aware that this I don't feel good, like I'm anxious, depressed, whatever, feeling shit and you do things that are even worse for you. Like an example might be like after something bad happens, people go out and get really drunk. Yeah. Like party. Escapism. <laughs> yeah, escapism. So like I think – like, what are those things? Like, just so we can all what be are, like, like the like, worst things you could do. Like, I think like drinking a lot is probably one of them. Look, um, simplifying things is really good, and I, 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 I love, I love science because it explains a lot of things. Yeah. So, in the world of, um, um, but I'm also very spiritual, hippie, those sort of things. Woo! <laughs> 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 but but in in the terms of, um. You know, when your mental body, the thought processes is, say if we have like a level here and ment- mental thoughts are like just going through the Richter scale, mm-hmm. then your physical body gets a bit neglected. So you leave it down here. You're not exercising mm-hmm. as much. Then your emotional body is going nuts mm-hmm. because your physical body's out of shape. Yeah. You know? And then your sleep cycle, so you could say your dream state is – maybe going haywire or not getting it. Mm. So then in these just four little areas, if you're too dominant in overthinking, yeah, you're probably going to have to work ways to get the physical body to catch up. So some people might exercise more. Yeah. If you're like me, I sort of just go, oh, my God, I need to eat food. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and, and then you just sit there and like – <laughs> Me and Johnny are gonna get along quite so. <laughs> that is you. I was like, like, when cake. I was breaking, when both my breakups, she's like, just get some cake into you. <laughs> I was like, do you want some cake? I'll make a cake. And I'm like, no, I do not want to get fat through this breakup. I was like, come on, you yeah. need some cake. You need yeah. to eat. Well, she knows the she knows the happiness pathways. <laughs> you know the responsible pathways. Yeah, you got it. I feel like really really responsible. <laughs> I'm pretty responsible, but I have been eating more cake. <laughs> but, but so for me, it's not so much the mental body; it's more the um, the when I'm working with clients, the emotional body, because mm. I'm dealing with you deal with a lot of anxiety, a lot of emotions, and when you're holding that sort of attention for eight hours, sometimes I come oh home and like, oh, I need food or something, yeah. and that's when generally people either turn to alcohol, mm-hmm. food, exercise. So it's not so much saying it's bad but if you go out and get blood or drunk yeah um when you're uh, what will generally happen is method the method of logic goes out the door mm, yeah. <laughs> and so when you're dealing with anxiety we already know just from that worrying exercise yeah we, there is no mythology in this so there is no reasoning yeah so the, mo- the moment you lose all your consciousness which is what alcohol normally does is just you know, people relax, wow. go off. That's when people, you know, break a leg or yeah, <laughs> wake up silly with a cut things. foot and yeah. so on. And the the reason why that is is our brain is basically, you know, our left brain and our right brain to create separations. Left brain is methodicalness. So um, to turn on the mic, you have to pick up the mic and push the button up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So then if I say to you, okay, can you (laughs) (laughs) So you know, so that's left brain methodicalness. Yeah. Yeah. And then the right brain is, oh, I'm holding the mic. 
I can feel the mic between my hands, mm-hmm. you know, um, it feels heavy. Mm. <laughs> so, so that's mixing in left and right brain sort of together. But then if we go, okay, let's, are you both right-handed? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so if we go, okay, let's just with your left hand, yeah, oh. with your left hand, your pinky finger, turn off the mic and then turn it on. <laughs> yeah. Notice the retardation <laughs> coming in. <laughs> that's probably the wrong word <laughs> to use. Uh, well, no, yeah, the, the miscommunication. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. But if we go, okay, with your right hand, do it. Yeah, it's no easy. problems. Yeah, yeah, much easier. So you're very coordinated with your right hand because your right hand's been doing all the <laughs> oh. methodicalness throughout your life. Oh. But the moment you go to your left, you actually have to use your right brain with your left and go, okay, I need left, you know, right brain concentration. Yeah. Turn off, turn on. Wow. wow. So you got to retrain methodicalness with your left hand whereas mm. right hand you can just do it automatically yeah would it be helpful to do things like that with totally you? yeah ah. because it requires concentration oh <laughs> boom oh, I so like you should, this you kind of just need like, this <laughs> i could like practice moving my little fingers on my left hand side it is a lot harder and i'm concentrating yeah. well you know, do everything with your left hands <laughs> yeah put your uh Put your underwear on with your left oh, hand wow. only your left hand. So hard. You totally have to concentrate. <laughs> wow. So you and then so yeah. that helps you be more mindful and present. Forces you to be mindful. And yeah. You can't cheat it. And would you that right? would like help your help. cognitive function as well, wouldn't totally. it? Totally. So what yeah. So you could pretty much cure your anxiety by just doing everything with your less dominant <laughs> hand. Pretty much. Wow. Because it requires well. And how yeah, simple actually, is that? Yeah. <laughs> that we just yep. We solved all the world's issues. Everybody. We need a patent it, left handers. <laughs> That's it. But what happens if you're left handed? Yes. <laughs> no, but but it is true. It's like this is the issue with mindfulness. The people have just gone off on this they're trying to use the psychological wow. awareness. Holy moly. It's simple. All you gotta do is things that hold your attention. And forces you to hold your attention. And then that's why, like, stuff like, you know, social media is so the opposite because you're just, like, mindlessly getting distracted going here and then here and then here. Yeah. Like, well, nothing never really holds your, your attention. So, so maybe what you could do is create, a, like, a accountability exercise and go, okay, everyone, for the month, for the rest of yeah. July... We're going to use our pinky finger oh my while God. we're on social media. Oh, my God. Watch, watch how mindful you'll yeah, be. Yeah, wow. Watch how much you don't want to be on it. Well, you're like, oh, this is annoying. Yeah, like, we, couldn't even, we, we couldn't even turn off the mic. How the yeah. hell are you going to be able to press the buttons yeah. with your pinky or finger? Like, yeah, talk or like write a <laughs> comment <laughs> back. I'm just like for the rest of the month, I'm just going to be liking stuff. Yeah, <laughs> and that gets you present. Is it wow. going to last forever? No, because mm. we're we're habits. We're going to get used to it, and yeah. before you know it, you will some, be able to become it. such a pro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> your little finger get really strong. How funny! A new technique. But if you can be present while you're holding that, I'm just seeing what else. Touching me with your little finger. But you know, if you can be present while you're touching her. And you're aware you are. You just know you're aware. That's that's the keys to being present. And then you're being proactive to your fears, you know, because if we're afraid of snakes and we grab the snake and threw it in here, people are going to go into that survival mechanism. Yeah. And no one's good in that state, you know. So true. Wow. So it's Gosh. learning to go, it's learning to be present, come back to your breathing, this and that. Life would be so much more magical if it was like lived in a more present state too. Like I was just thinking about like even 
like yoga training on the weekend. Everything. And I was like, if I like, I could have been more present, and I would me have, too. I could have taken more in, or I could have like connected more with someone. Do you know? And do you know what? Also, like focusing on being present inspires you and makes you create a present that you love. It's mm-hmm. like, well, if I'm not enjoying being present, like, what can I do to like? enjoy my present like be around the people you love yeah that's true like do the stuff you love well yeah when you're more present you realize what you what is actually going what you actually want in your life yeah instead of just like going with whatever's there well you know magical is really good you know um zen they talk about make everything like it's brand new yeah you sit there and you breathe in and breathe out it's it's not really anything special it's just breathing in yeah and breathing out. But the issue is, is for someone to be able to do that without that focus, breathing in will quickly, you know, the attention deficitness goes and then you're gone. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So so it is making it maybe using the words magical, um, maybe using, uh, wow, life is magical. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? And, and it is true. Life would be, life is so magical in so many ways. Um, the only things that make things good and bad is this isn't oh it? my gosh yeah. and it's only because this is disconnected to the body yeah yeah and it throws out all those you know the mental and the physical and the emotional body wow bloody hell and so using the words like magical mm-hmm. you know what a oh, what a magical morning you yeah. know will probably be more uh sort of practical for you than gratitude yeah. yeah. Oh my god, so true. We always use well, the word magical. Always. I'm like, yeah. oh my gosh, it's I was magical. Say, oh, oh, you made me run. I've got the. Do you know the Himalayan cafe in Brisbane? No. no. He he's the most magical person. Oh. <laughs> we need to go visit him. His name's Gali. He's um. Oh, if I called him, if he doesn't answer, we'll get his voicemail. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> How funny. And, and, and I don't know if you can do this on. Yeah, thing. we can do it. Totally. He he's from. The Himalayas, and he's just got this phenomenal presence. Wow. So I'm working with him. I'm nervous. Breathe <laughs> <laughs> out. Breathe. <laughs> whale. But, <clears throat> Be a whale. But when I listen, when he answers the phone, he always say, you know, um, thank you for calling, Gully. You know, um, please have another magical day on this planet Earth. Oh, it's so good. Rad. Is it worth calling? Or? Yeah. yeah. I put it on loudspeaker so we can hear. Okay. And, if you, it's like and then put it to the microphone. I'll put us on disabled. Uh, I took us off. Oh, yeah, that's oh, okay. Yeah. Or G. Hopefully he doesn't answer. If he does, Otherwise, if he to, does, we'll like, then he's such a special human He's such a special human being. And. Yeah. He's normally asleep. to you in a while thanks uh call me back see ya <laughs> <laughs> that was the best oh, wow. oh my god He's... i want to change my voicemail yeah i'm gonna change <laughs> mine too people will, like feel really happy when they get yeah i just spat a bit <laughs> <laughs> i just like bashed this into my teeth before i was like oh no. 
Oh my god! Wow, wow. magical! I'm, I know we use the word magical so much. I'm going to use it even yeah, more. Yeah, me too. And I always like, I'm always like, wow, that's do amazing. Know, do you know what else really causes a lot of anxiety? I know we've talked about this a lot on the mm-hmm. podcast. Is comparison as well, and oh, like yeah. thinking you want this out of your life when actually you don't even want that. Mm. And I think um, being present really helps with that because you're like focusing on you where you are instead of where that girl is or that guy is or where that your exes or where yeah. your your what I don't know like just that comparison thing just or where like, you think you should be like yeah not even, not even comparing yeah like where you like th- yeah you're comparing to a story that mm. you think should or where be your alive. parents think yeah. you should be aware like yeah which is the conditioning yeah when yeah. you kind of get um in life like our thoughts that were so conditioned to be a certain way um to have a house to have a mortgage yeah. and, and, and normally what in all great stories is once they've broken that psychology they've kind of excelled i guess mm. yeah um but comparisons probably begin it's worse i think in it's actually worse in both uh males and females mm. but for a lot of Boys that haven't had good role models mm. or good fathering or uh, criticize, blame these sort of things, yeah. they'll generally try to fit into society more, you oh, know. And then yeah. with women, um, it's even more exposed because w- eating disorders and everything mm-hmm. are just yeah. going through the roof, but yeah. it's all ca- happening because of like the marketing little advertising campaigns. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> you see these models, and it was really yeah. good what the French. Um, what is it, the modelling campaign they did and you had to be a certain weight. Yeah, yeah. Um, So you could say um, comparisons happen from not fitting in, Mm. fear of not fitting in, not belonging. Mm Mm-hmm. That's so a, is that a big fear for that's, see, I and we talked about that in the last podcast because yeah. I grew up having that fear, but now it's like I don't I like like fitting out. I don't yeah. like I don't even want to fit in anymore. Yeah, we talked about how like we did try to fit in in high school and f- failed very much so, <laughs> especially me. Uh, <laughs> and now look at you. I, mean, I would try and fit in. It just wouldn't work. Like, I'd do everything. Like I would think that I was like, I'm fitting in. I'm getting this backpack. I'm wearing this t-shirt. And the photos are just like. <laughs> adds to the charm though. <laughs> but yeah, it's fascinating how like we want to fit in. Like we just. Like, why? Well, do you really want to? No, not, not anymore. anymore. Not anymore, back but then. back then I did. Yeah, it's interesting, and the, huh? So, like, when I have kids, I'm going to, like, make sure that they're, like, you fit out. Like, do or whatever you, you want. Just, just be, be you. you. Like, and make sure those messages are, like, drilled in real early. Like, Well, that's a big question. Who, you know, who are you? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> You know, like, no, I think I do anyway. It's, it's, <laughs> I, I think it's never ending. Yeah, yeah. You know, like you can be 60, it's a journey. 80 <laughs> years old and you, you ask yourself that question, who am I? Mm. Um, it is true. Like that whole thing of what we said at the start, you are not your body. Because mm. um, if we do, um, what is it, the famous mindfulness guy, John Kabat-Zinn, he, he talks about saying, cool, write down who you are. And we'll do this whole CV, you know, I'm Jonathan, I'm Mm -hmm. 35, I'm an acupuncturist, this and that. And so I've got this CV here, but what actually happens, it Mm -hmm. becomes a limiting belief on you, you know. So it's not, it's it's just one of those things that you are you, but then the psychological conditionings of comparison, um, not fitting in, worry, these sort of things are the things that hinder us from being so much more. Yeah. And then you are not that. 
So true. Wow, yeah, so we cool. Talked about this <laughs> in yoga, like about ego and how like we like because I know that it's all like everyone's like, oh, ego is bad, bad, bad. But like we need it like to identify with people. So like you know, me and you can have this conversation. So I can be like, well, I'm a merrymaker. Like I do this, and you're acupuncture. You have like that knowledge and that and that and that. But it isn't all who we are. But like there's need for it. But it's interesting. Like when you write it all down, it's not really who we are totally. at all. But like what? Just so how? Yeah. yeah, I guess it's just the self awareness and like how you. Go through them every day. Is that who you are? Like, what are you? Like, <laughs> I love it's like, who the hell we're, we're am I? Deep now. Who am I? <laughs> are we just like pure love? Is that what we are? Well, look, um, to probably solve a lot of the questions, and everyone wanted solutions, right? Yeah. Um, there was one in particular, like, how do you help your loved ones with that oh, are suffering yeah, with anxiety? Yeah. How do you, um, you know, and, and me just recently having a son, um, nine weeks ago now nine and a half weeks ago um women were already i held at a very high regard um my wife going through labor just went through another level and we had this private midwife and it was a phenomenal um experience because my wife every time the contractions kicked in they last about 60 seconds i'm i'm told it's very painful as a guy you feel completely helpless seeing someone in pain um but the first half of the labor, I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. The moment the midwife got there, Claire relaxed a bit more, but she was still in pain. And the midwife didn't do anything except for, in a soft voice, just say, darling, make sure you breathe out and make sure you breathe in. And she just had this really nurturing voice. And I was like, wow, I can't do that. Wow. <laughs> like, Claire, breathe out, breathe in. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then like later on, as time gets going if claire didn't breathe or relax through the pain the oxytocin which is the love molecule they say mm. she couldn't actually um our son wouldn't have come out safe wow the sensor wouldn't have birth so so it made me reflect on this a few weeks like over the next sort of month mm. my curiosity started going what the hell is love mm. i remember you asked me that question and yeah. i was like no, I was like, I don't bloody know what is love. Like, I don't know. Wow. But, then, but you told me your answer. <laughs> well, my answer is it's just relaxation. Yeah. You know, and 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 I without because something that you love. So if you get a dog, you love the dog. Yeah. And and, and on a huge aspect, it helps you relax. It gives happiness. Yeah. You know? Why are you doing uh, yoga? It's like I love yoga. Yeah. But then if we go, oh, define what is the love about the yoga. It's easy with something that isn't so, um, you know, if you go teaching it, uh, what is it, teaching yoga, mm. you don't have to define it as much. It's like, I love the yoga space. I love the teachers. I love the group. But then if you start creating your own self-practice of yoga, it's like, how do you explain to someone, oh, I love yoga? It becomes like that whole, who am I? Yeah. Question. And and our anxieties will want to work it out. But yeah. There's no point because... <laughs> Really, yeah. Love. Uh, if if we work in terms of anxiety, it's it's operating from a core emotional belief of fear. And if you can work out what's the worst that can happen, yeah. then be proactive. E.g., fear of dying. Be proactive to living. Yeah. Yes. You know? And then using love, which is just simply relaxation. <laughs> When you come and get acupuncture, we release oxytocin. Oh, it feels so good. It's the same thing with um, <laughs> pregnancy and labor. Oxytocin release, 
there was just this whole room of love. Wow, wow. that's crazy. So, so it's quite. It, it's been a big love. The word love, like they talk about fear and love. Yeah, that's been a thirty-five-year-old question. Like, what, you know, what, yeah. what is love? Yeah. Right? So, but love is really the kindness, the relaxation you give. You give to yourself. Mm-hmm. You give to others. But that's not saying that if someone's, you know not being good to you or there's a axe murder outside you go hey i'm gonna <laughs> give him loving kindness <laughs> you, know, you fucking run yeah and it's okay to use your survival mechanisms yeah. and stuff you know that's it's why just, they're there there's no yeah. point using the survival mechanisms to make tea yeah, yeah. or to answer an email <laughs> answer an email yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. or like drive your car yeah. it's, it's like <laughs> unless, unless you, you need, need it, it. Yeah. yeah but like <laughs> sitting in traffic you don't yeah. need to because yeah. like we can't change that yeah, uh-huh. totally. So it, it's it's a continuous practice. I think it never ends. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it makes more. My wife loves the word love. Yeah. For me, I I had to relate love to relaxation. Mm-hmm. And I realized in my clinic, I've been cultivating it for yeah ever. That's All so fun. Relax people. So cool. All you do you is give love. love. <laughs> How fun. I must, like, I know that whole, like, choosing the love, love over fear. <laughs> yeah, that's a good name. I know the whole, like, choose love. Like, I used to be like, I don't even get it. But now yeah, I totally do over, get like, it. The whole, um, it's either fear or love. Like, no matter what choice you make, you're either making it in fear or love. I used to be like, what does, what do you mean? Like, oh, I don't even know what you're meaning. But now I totally, like, if I have a decision or if I'm doing something, it is. Like it either is fear or Even love. Even just like talking to someone. It's like you can yeah. like talk in a way of love or you can talk in a way of fear. Like it's mm-hmm. just like and just everything, everything. And like even your situation where it's like, you know, you might want to be somewhere but it's like, no, I'm going to love where I am right now mm. because like I'm never going to have this exact situation. So I should Again. just – yeah, yeah. so it's like just Life yeah, <laughs> and love it. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's, that's the practice. Yeah, to be content. Yeah, um, and making every moment magical, isn't it? Yeah. So oh, epic. So good. I feel like that was like our mantra. I know. Just was that the mantra? I don't know. Well, we always end now. <laughs> you have a mantra every day. No. Oh, oh my mantra is. Um, my mantra is really counting and focusing on counting one, like a full tone. I think I showed you in. I don't know. <clears throat> my mantra is really, it's not, um, yeah, it's just really a tone. Ah. <laughs> so uh-huh. We can. Like, yeah. Well, so I found um, <laughs> in the Zen, my Zen teacher, who's Peter Gallagher and Mark Togney. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mark Togney's here on the Gold Coast, a major yoga teacher. And um, Peter Gallagher's uh Financial advisor, but with a Zen background in it. Mm. That is so cool. Super cool because you don't really get <coughs> the world of business with spirituality yeah. mixed together too much. That's cool. Um, and to solve anxiety, you do have to connect to a bit of your spirit, mm. you know, um, not the dialogue there. So what I found, his, his guidance has taught me that when I'm practicing my meditation, rather than relaxing and enjoying the breath coming in and breath coming out when you <clears throat> when i breathe in nothing else matters except for breathing in and then when i breathe out he's got me counting the tone one and so by practicing this it allows me to get into that detachment and 
focus zone. So cool. So, so you know, I remember on my Zen retreat, I got, I did one sit for that was forty minutes, and I got got to one hundred and seventy six <laughs> counts. <laughs> You know, wow! Completely focused, but, but it's it's just focus. So it's quite interesting. I found meditation is really taught totally like left wing mm. when it's such a focused task. Breathing mm. in, count two. So, cool. <laughs> so like peaceful. Yeah, I'm no, like, I, was like, I feel so like calm now. We did one um. At yoga training and it was breathing in and then we would we chanted now and we did it 108 times wow so that word now, now. will be now. It will be nlp neurolinguistically programmed yeah. into you when oh. people say now you should be hypnotized into the oh. moment of now yeah it was really oh i am <laughs> oh wow <laughs> so like, maybe if you did it more often yeah, it would really work. work i really liked it though it so a big painting now yeah yeah we need or our now watches we have now yeah, we have what, watches what's the time now now, now. What's now? yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all <So> now again <laughs> <laughs> it's still now fancy that <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, so cool. Mm. Well, so amazing. Do you have honestly. Any more, well, I think everything. like we covered lots of stuff. Like it's been epic. You're I, epic, Johnny. I told you. I hey. know. I'm, I love you. <laughs> <laughs> so I yeah, I you take that as so you re- I help you relax. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, relax. <laughs> but it is, isn't it? it is, so I'm very cool. relaxed. No, I think we like definitely like, there's some things that we didn't touch on, but like We'll have you back well, on the show. I think um, one question that was probably uh, I did state was um, I went on a full tangent about n- love, but in terms of your loved ones, oh you yeah, know, how, how can you get them to relax more? Yeah, ah, oh, so course. so rather than going, I'll oh, give them more yeah. love. Oh my so, god, yeah, yeah. How do you get your partners to relax? Ooh, that's the key if you want to help your their anxiety. yeah with their anxiety that's or so their good. depression. And it's such a it's like most partners wouldn't like most people would know how to help re- relax their partners totally like so it's so actionable it's like yeah, boom you know I love that. and to make it even to wow. just to stimulate the anxiety where are you actually causing uh, the depression and anxiety in your partners how are you contributing to it yeah. yes and that's you know you might find in the relationships i found in all my um you know clients is always the relationships play a big role oh my gosh and people don't even know what a good relationship is let alone a magical relationship yeah wow magical magical maybe we can have you back to talk about relationships (laughs) oh i don't know if i'm my my, 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 my wife would be the better one for that (laughs) 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 well it it has been so amazing hearing so amazing all of this, like, and I love that we've had so many actionable things. I know. I feel like people like, will be people able to like, do, like the worry jar, like go through that with us. They can help their partners relax. Yeah, and they can and help, they themselves. Can help themselves relax. Like, what relaxes you? Yes. Like, wow. Think about that. And well, remember, make it magical. Yeah. Magicable. Magicable. <laughs> yeah, we invented it. Magicable. Um. <laughs> so, if anyone's on the Gold Coast and you need acupuncture, go see Johnny. What's Where? your website? What's your what's your details? Well, it's lifesynergy.com.au. Yes. Um should we post it or Oh yeah, we'll add we'll put contact contact 
Emma， <笑><笑> directly。Contact me， call me， call me， contact me。No， I'll give you the details right. We'll, yeah, we'll um put all the links. The links will be in the show notes of this podcast. So if you wanna, if you are on the Gold Coast, or if you even just passing through on holiday, like go and check Johnny out at lifesynergy.com.au. I know that. He's helped Emma so much. Like I've seen the transformation, and now I'm like, well, I need to go see Johnny. I don't have a problem, but I would like to be. Um, I want some steel in my blood. The world just needs more relaxation. Yeah, exactly. well, I think that's what it is. It's like it's, you, you don't can, need to have a problem. Like I could go and like be more magical from it. But also, totally. it's and it's not just the problems. It's like then it's like the um, what's that word? Oh, the um. <laughs> preventative care. yeah it's like just doing it present keeping in check and it, yeah really my thing that uh, it's like it's almost it's like i'm going there to get more relaxed which is giving myself more love yeah boom and then you're gonna <laughs> the extension of magicalness exactly who knows what will come into my life what i'll be amazing Ooh, magical. well thank you so much we're so grateful for your time and it's been epic. Magical. 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 <laughs> Better turn this off. Thank you so much to Johnny for coming on the show. If you are suffering from depression or anxiety, there is always someone out there to help. Contact Lifeline or Beyond Blue if you are suffering and you are never, ever alone. sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.